Welcome to the Next Steps to Better Days podcast with your Next Step coach, Adonis Lindsay. Hey everybody, Adonis Lindsay here. Thank you so much for tuning in to Next Steps to Better Days. Listen, I truly enjoy doing this podcast and just and, and I truly enjoy having you as a faithful listener, a subscriber to the podcast. Thank you guys for all that you're doing to help me get the word out. You continue to share it with your friends, your family, your co-workers, and I just I thank you from the bottom of my heart helping me spread the word about Next Steps to Better Days podcast. And I'm excited uh, today. We've got a very, very special guest in the house, good friend of mine, uh, Lauren Brandenburg. I mean, you're going to enjoy this, this testimony, this this uh, conversation that we're about to have. Lauren is a wife, mother, homeschooler. She homeschools uh, her children. Uh, she's a creative writing teacher. She's basically a ninja, okay? She's a ninja. She does it all. She's an author. And I just, I don't know where she finds time to do all that, but she does. And so if any any mothers out there that are busy, 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 and uh, you know you still have something to offer, uh, you're going to enjoy this as well. Lauren, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Now you you're a ninja, and I'm uh, you're in the studio. Yeah, once again, I thank you for coming out to the studio. And I'm looking at you. You're about what four two? <laughs> about four eleven, really. Four <laughs> eleven. <laughs> she's sitting down, y'all. She's about four eleven, but she is a ninja. She does it all, and she's so inspiring and just encouraging. And uh, you're going to get to know her a lot uh, during this podcast. So, Lauren, uh, tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I always say first, you know, I am a wife. I believe that's one of the most important roles I play is wife to my husband, Jamie. Um, and I'm a mom. I have two children, Kensington, who is now 14. And my son, Jack, is 11. Wow. We've got one teenager and one yes, about to be coming it's, up. It's crazy, <laughs> which has really affected our homeschooling journey, too, because, you know, I was for so long a homeschool mom to elementary students. And now I have you know, I'm a homeschool mom to a high school student, and that's a whole new world. And also being a homeschool mom to an, a rising middle schooler. So no more elementary school students for me. And yeah, so so that's what I do at homeschool. And I teach creative writing in our homeschool co-op. That is truly one of the joys of my week. I have about 30 writing students. I have 14 high school, 14 of those are high school students. Oh, goodness. I think this year I may have more, but 14 of those are high school students. We're working this year to write a novel. So that's cool. So I'm teaching high schoolers to write a novel and um, I just love it. I really do. I love encouraging these kids and helping them um, conquer their fears to get their ideas on paper. And then I'm an author. So that kind of works out with the creative writing. I write um, children's books. I write Christian children's fiction, adventure stories about a boy that lives underground and there's other boys and they live in different communities. And so, yeah, it's kind of wild and weird and fun. <laughs> and then I, you know, I always say I'm a ninja, but I really do have a black belt in Taekwondo. <laughs> oh, wow. I had no idea, y'all. Listen, yeah. this is news to me. I, I just called her a ninja. I had no idea. Yes, I so, really am. So I better straighten up. I called her 4-2 earlier, so she could probably <laughs> take me out, you know? so <laughs> it's, Yeah, our kind of our joke in the house is even though I totally respect my husband as the leader of our household, I always say that I'm the one that wears the belt in the house. <laughs> amazing amazing yeah. i don't know where you find time to do all that but, <laughs> but definitely you're successful at, at, at everything you do it, it's easy to see when i see you online and see the success of your books and just your your family i mean you're doing it and uh but you know you know lauren this this uh, podcast is called next steps to better days and it's all about helping people move forward and so there was a period of time uh, in your life where the success was not there and you guys went through some hardships yeah. and some things begin to happen so i'd like for us to take the you know back up a little bit and take the listeners through uh, your journey 
of, of bouncing back from hard times. Yeah, well, you know, we kind of had a series of events that happened one right after the other. And the first um, began in 2008. We were living in Cincinnati at the time. My husband was heavily invested in real estate. He owned multiple mortgage companies. Um, and as a lot of people know, 2008 was such a horrible time for the economy. And we were right in the middle of it. And it felt like it happened overnight. It probably was more of like a six-month period. But um, like what I said, like what felt like overnight, we lost everything. We we lost wow. our home. We had um, we were eating from our church's food pantry. We just we had gone from this very luxurious life to to just very the bo- little and very the bottom fast. dropped out. Yeah, just- it did. And you know, at the time, it really was a shock to us. My husband's truck was repossessed out of our driveway. Um, we ended up moving into a farmhouse with two other families. So wow. now, granted, it was an eight thousand square foot farmhouse, <laughs> but we were co living with people for a while because. Yeah. We just, and that was a blessing in itself. It, it, it seemed kind of dramatic at the time, but yeah, it was, um, it was a hard time for us. It was a time of learning. One of the things that we did during that time that helped us get through the financial was my husband was advised to serve other people. He had a mentor that said, Hey, in your time of need, you need to serve others in need. So I love we that. started, I love that. yeah, it was, it was one of my favorite times, um, through our story. We worked with a, or started a nonprofit called 180 Ministries in Ohio, where we worked with churches to provide for the needs in the community because our, our area was literally devastated. I mean, there were multiple families like us who had gone from, you know, being no big deal, getting, you know, gas in their car, food in their pantry, to not being able to do any of those things. And so we provided a community dinner. We didn't want to call it a feeding center because it was a dinner. So we provided a dinner every Wednesday night for people to come in and sit down and we would serve them. And we tried to have quality meals and we worked with restaurants in the community so that it was really good, fun food. Mm-hmm. And then um, we did other things with that. We started clothes drives and um, taught people how to put their outfits together. And you know, for the people that didn't know how, some people did. Um, and we, we did other things. We had a salon night where we had a local salon come in and do hair and nails and it was just a beautiful time. And one of the cool things about that is it wasn't just meeting the needs of the community. It was also meeting our personal needs. Yeah. You know, yeah. as as a woman, just to be able to have someone do my hair when I'd been so used to that for so long and then to go without it. And you know, I had gotten to the point where I was you know, trimming my own hair and doing those kind of things that I had never done before. But then to be able to be blessed by another person to do that, we, we just really learned within a lot. Within that community. Yeah. And, yeah. and I love that. I love what, 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 you know, the, the mentor told your husband, mm-hmm. Jamie, is like, serve others. And, yeah. and in those moments, you know, and, and you know, it's, you know, uh, you've probably heard this before, but, you know, uh, bad things can happen to good people. And you guys are good people. <laughs> you, yeah. Your family, all are great people. And so sometimes we don't understand uh, when those things happen and we try to figure things out. But but I love it because it's, it's you know, that word that that mentor gave Jamie mm-hmm. was, was, don't focus on yourself, focus on others. Right, yeah. You know, you and still have something to offer. Yes, that, yeah, it was so good. And we still use that now. Like that's something we still hold on to. And and like you said, we didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, yeah. there, I think there was some misconception around people that were surrounding us that were like, oh, what'd they do? You know, yeah. was it like some bezeling <laughs> of money or something. But the truth was we didn't do anything. I mean, yeah. if anything, we were maybe overly invested. But during that time period, it was it was normal. Yeah. And, and it was good. And, um, and we had a really good life until all of a sudden it just kind of bottomed out. So, but the cool thing about that is because we, um, 
became connected with a nonprofit and we served in a nonprofit. Um, my husband started doing a little bit of consulting on the side. The mentor that he had spoken with said, hey, you know, I've got an idea for you. Why don't you come along? So we started doing a little bit of consulting, which is how we got to Nashville because there just so happened to be a nonprofit in Nashville that needed a consultant. Oh, awesome. And so, yeah. yeah. And so we were like, what else, what do we have to lose? You know, and we call our move from Cincinnati to Nashville relocation therapy because <laughs> it was so good. We needed to get away. We, yeah. you know, we were in a small yeah. town. Everybody knew us. Everybody knew our business, yeah. which is good and bad. You, know, oh, yeah. you get a lot of love when people know your business. <laughs> then there's also a lot of talk when a lot people of know talking, your business. talking, yeah. So, um, so, yeah, it was really good for us. It was hard to leave our families. Really, really hard to leave the people that we had been serving um, through the ministry. I think that was, that's where I shed the most tears was leaving those people. Yeah. But um, I still connect with them and stuff on Facebook. I think a good part of social media. But um, so we moved to Nashville and we were all ready for everything to get better. Like we just thought, this is it. This is our start over. Yeah. And then um, I guess it was probably four months, four or five months after we moved to Nashville, my dad was struck by a car riding his bicycle home from work and he was killed instantly. Mm. So man, that was just, you know, I thought that everything was going to be good and everything was going to be okay. And then, then, then the gut punch. Yeah, it was, it was mm, so yes. dramatic. And you know, I had, my mom was living three and a half hours North in Kentucky and then my husband's parents were away and we were, we felt stuck. Yeah. We didn't know what to do because we kind of thought that our next moment would be, you know, to, to serve in Nashville and then go somewhere else. Like we really thought that we would only be in Nashville for six months for a to a year. While. And then we would, I don't know, move to Colorado. We had friends doing mission work in the Bahamas, like in the inner cities there. And we thought that would be a great place to go and just kind of figure out what, what we're going to do. And so when that happened with my dad, we knew that we couldn't go anywhere else. Like we, we either had to go back to Ohio or Kentucky, or we, we had to stay in Nashville and we decided to stay in Nashville. It was just good. We weren't ready to go back to Ohio. Um, but that was tough. And then so the next year, um, my daughter was diagnosed with a brain tumor and wow. man, I was, I was beginning to feel a little bit like Job at that point. Oh, I'm sure. I I'm was sure. like, we've had all of our stuff taken away. My father's been taken from me. And although I don't believe my father was taken from me, my father left, you know, but mm-hmm. and he went on and that's, it was, it's okay now. But, um, so my daughter, um, was diagnosed with a brain tumor in 2000 on September 11th of yeah, of 2014. And it was truly a blessing that we were here in Nashville because when I ran her to the to Vanderbilt Children's, I truly didn't even know where I was taking her. Like I had no idea that we had such a fabulous hospital, hospital here, just yeah. within arm's reach of us. I mean, it was yeah. like a 15 minute drive from my house. I take her in, they, you know, tests and procedures and all this stuff. Cause we dealt with these horrible headaches. And so I take her in. And when they told me that it was a brain tumor, I didn't know what to do. And I said, well, where do I go? What do I do? You know, I thought I had to go to some kind of specialty place. And the the nurse just kind of put her hand on me and said, ma'am, you know, those, the surgeons are coming to talk to you. And I didn't realize that we were in the number two hospital in the country for her kind of tumor. I mean, that's just so cool how God just everything, you know, all the way from us moving to Nashville and then having the surgeons right there. And so she, um, she had the tumor removed. It was not cancerous. And then she walked out of the hospital 10 days later. Awesome. But I was still struggling. I was just, I really had developed a fear inside of me that, um, that something else was going to happen. You know, I guess there was a point in my life where I felt untouchable and suddenly I felt completely vulnerable, yeah. you know, with my dad and then all of our, you know, everything, our, our home, our cars, our, our possessions, when we had sold everything that we thought was even remotely valuable on eBay. And then, um, to have this happen to my daughter and then yeah. to not know at that time what the effects of that would yeah. be. And you still, you're still good people. 
Yeah, we didn't do you anything love God, wrong. And it's like these things <laughs> yes. happen. So, so where did you find strength? How did you... Uh, because I'm sure there's somebody out there listening right now yeah. to this podcast, Lauren, that they're going through a tough time and sure. they, the bottom has dropped out and mm. uh, they've been gut punched and something has blindsided them. How did you find strength? Uh, especially, you know, it's it's one thing, you know, when you lost everything, that's that's material. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you but you still put family on uh, value on family. And then, you know, your, your, your dad passed on. Right. And then when your daughter uh, was was diagnosed what did you do as as a mother as a mom as a wife to keep your strength yeah I'll just be completely honest at first I just kept going full force I kept homeschooling you know as soon as she was ready ready you know we started homeschooling we started getting back to normal and then a couple months after that I completely crashed okay like I, I I tried to go on as everything was normal but the Lord clearly told me that everything wasn't normal I was living in this moment where I thought that you know, that I was Job and I was just waiting for, you know, I was just moving on through life, waiting for the next thing to happen to me. But, um, so the first thing, um, one of the things that I did was I listened. I really had to listen. I started to hear him kind of whisper some words to me. Um, and one of them was that I wasn't Job, that that was Job's story. That was the story that was written for him. This is my story and yeah. my story is not going to end the same yeah. way. And so so I hold on to that. You know, I'm like, I'm not Job, I'm not Job. That and that's really good helped. because we can we can we can fall into that and get that mindset and start expecting for yes. more bad things to happen. Yes. <laughs> so Well, and now that I've learned is that yes, bad things do happen to good people. Yeah. And you know, we had someone in the hospital that came in and they said, oh, why do you think God gave Kinsey a tumor? And I was like, are you kidding me? You're like, get I out. Give, Just, yes. Yeah, get I think, out. Yes. Nurse, security. Yes. <laughs> I think that's stuff. what my husband even said. And this yeah. was like a believing, loving person. Yeah. But he was like, God did not do this. Are you kidding? <laughs> he doesn't do this to people. He loves us. But he did heal her. Yes. Yeah. And he did bring us through this. Exactly. In the same way, he brought us through all of our downfall in Nashville. <laughs> so, you know, that's another thing is... I had to think on what was true. And I'll give yeah. you a little tiny little backstory. I had a friend, um, it's been many years ago, but we were on a ladies retreat together and she was pregnant and she thought she was miscarrying her child. Mm. She had every reason to believe that she was losing her child on that retreat. And um, the scripture just came to her um, in Philippians just to remember to think on what was true. And the truth was, is that as far as she knew, she still had a baby inside of her. And I, I was so blown away by her faith mm. that she was thinking on, She tried to think about every point that she knew was true and not what she didn't know was true. And through that, that helped me through so many other, you know, circumstances in my life. The truth was, is that yes, we were going to lose our home. We were going to lose our cars, but I still have my family. And there Mm -hmm. were so many other truths in that, that if I focused on what was true in this situation, what was really true and not the what ifs that I can make it through. So focusing on truth was it was huge, huge for me. I love that. And that's a key point. I think somebody can take away from this podcast is focus on what's true. Yeah. And, uh, you know, look at what's, you know, staring you in the Mm -hmm. face right there. And so many times I think we can, we can fall apart sometimes Lauren, because the business deal doesn't work out right? or uh, the plan didn't work out like we thought it would, or we, uh, you know, we, uh, face rejection, mm-hmm. slammed doors, got laid off, whatever that is. But you know what? I think, I think all of those things we can, we can use those to gain a focal point. Right. You know, number one, I'm still standing. I'm still <laughs> here. I'm still breathing. I still have loved ones and I can still move forward uh, into, you know, my next days. And so, Lauren, obviously, you know, you're a person of faith and you you pressed into God and God brought you guys through a lot. And uh, I love that <laughs> when you said <laughs> the person came in and, and said, 
why do you think God gave her this? Oh, and it's like, get out. And I tell yes. people all the time, especially, you know, uh, especially with, you know, I say, you know, Christians, sometimes we can do more damage yes. than anything because mm-hmm. we come in and we try to analyze and we try. But, you know, it's one thing if you're going to keep moving forward in faith and looking for truth, you, you've got to shut out the voices of negativity. They could be uh, well-meaning, but they just, they're off, you know? And right. it's like just whatever you have to block out of your mind, mm-hmm. block out of your space, do that. Yeah. So you can keep some positivity in front of you and keep moving forward. Now, obviously, let's let's fast forward okay. a little bit, bring everybody up to speed. We talked about you being an author. Now, out of all of that... <laughs> Uh, that you went through, uh, I believe God birthed this writing thing in you. Yeah, 100%. Well, I started writing back um, around 2008 when everything was happening. And I used to tell people that it was a distraction. Like I think that we had so much going on in our lives and so many things of my daily norm were being taken from me that I started having these ideas about this boy and this church and these stained glass windows and these clues. And, and so I just started writing them down. Like I just yeah. really started putting them together. I didn't know what it would be. I didn't know I was doing research and you know, learning how to write. And, you know, I had, had a degree in English and I'd been an English teacher. So I kind of had a basic concept of how it worked, but I needed a lot of work on it. So yeah, so I dove right in and, um, Long story short, after making some mistakes in publishing and then having to, you know, rebrand and figure it out and do all this craziness, you know, I now have five children's books. I just finished, um, I published my last one this past December and released it. And and I love it. Like, I feel like I'm speaking truth into kids. I'm wanting to give them real messages from scripture um, in a format that is fun and entertaining. It's not preachy. Um, You know, I have boys living underground in these mysterious worlds. So, you know, (laughs) it's, it is, it's, um. It's been fun for me. Yeah. It has been therapeutic and it's um it's a good way to listen to the Lord because so many times, you know, I will be doing my Bible study and I'll see a scripture and I'm like, "Oh, the kids have to know that one." And yeah. and so, you know, I covertly put it in there, you put know, whether my characters there. are speaking in scripture or yeah, so so that has been a part of it. And, you know, even moving to Nashville where there's so many publishing companies here and so much wisdom and information, it you can just see how God has just used every step of our story as a part of every layer of our yeah. story. And I so. love that because so many times when we're going through yeah. the, the bad times, we, we don't see how, how the, we don't see the big picture. Right. And I love that because you said when, when you guys lost everything, that's when you started writing mm-hmm. and in your mind, you thought it was a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in the grand scheme of things, that was God preparing you, yes. getting you prepared for what he had in your future. And that's, that's the hope that we have. Listen, yes. I'm telling you, if you're listening right now, no matter what you're going through, uh, if you're still breathing, there's still life on the inside of you and there's still a purpose and a destiny that's waiting for you. And Lauren, you didn't, you, you didn't see it in the midst of losing everything, no. but now that you, you've stayed the course. And that's what I tell people. You've got to stay the course. Right. Yes. You, you can't quit. You can't give up. You've got to commit to the journey. Stay the course. And God will get you through it. And mm-hmm. so you said five books later, children's five, books later. Yes. Now now you're, okay, these are children's books, Lord. Mm-hmm. And now you're getting ready. I told you guys, she's a ninja. <laughs> and she told you she has a black belt. So now you're getting ready to rebrand yeah. in, into some adult books. Yeah. Um, you know, it was something that came to me last year. Um, my agent and I discussed it. The children's books um, have been so fun. I market them a lot in the homeschool community. And um, I, my passion is working with the young writers. Well, um, after, 
you know, talking to my agent about the future of the children's books and the publishing and all the, you know, the stuff that goes along with that, she suggested that I write a book that had been on my heart for some time. And uh, I think it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever written, but because it, it's so funny and so <laughs> silly and so true and has so many elements of our story. And um, mostly the, the financial elements and the relationship between my husband and I. And um, I really picked his brain a lot because my protagonist is a man and um, who does lose everything. And I won't tell you the rest of the spoilers yet. But um, yeah, so I had this idea. My agent suggested I write it and kind of put a pause on the children for a while. Um, in the meantime, I had been listening to some um, some podcasts and some things by a, a man named Alan Arnold who suggested that when I write, instead of writing about the Lord like I have with my children's books, to write with the Lord. And so awesome. when I sat down to write this ridiculous book that I talk about, um, Ridiculous in a really good way. Uh, when, I t- when I talk about that, I ask the Lord to sit with me. And that that's why I think it's so funny is yeah. because God just pulled so much out of me that I didn't even know I had. <laughs> like I just, and I would just sit and giggle and laugh. And um, I was just so delighted by it. And um, this is going to sound really crazy too, but also during this process, um, I saw the movie Paddington. Have you seen Paddington? I haven't yet. I, not, there's like a new one coming out. Your kids will love the old okay. one. Anyway, it is a, um, the cinematography is beautiful. It is a delightful movie. It is just truly a lovely, lovely movie. And so as I'm you know, sitting with the Lord writing this book and I'm laughing and I'm having a good time, um, I see this movie and I think that's what I want to create for adults. I want to create something that is lovely. You know, and in the Philippians, it also says, you know, to dwell on things that are not only true, but that are lovely. Lovely. Yeah. I really did. That word just sunk in and that's what I wanted. I wanted something that didn't have any kind of political agenda. I really didn't even have a specific message. I just wanted to create something that was entertaining and beautiful and good and fun. And, yeah. and so, yeah, so I wrote it. Um, and then I pitched it at a writer's conference this past September to um, a couple publishing houses and they loved it. So awesome. I'm in the waiting process to find out what they're going to do with it. That's why I'm trying yeah. to not say too much about yeah. it. But um, my agent and I have talked about doing a rebranding and rebranding myself as an adult author who writes these lovely things. And the children's, I won't quit on the children's books. I have a series of 10 planned. So I'm halfway through. Yeah. I'm going to keep going, but I'm not going to put my focus on trying to push and market the children's books gotcha. because my heart is just for these lovely things yeah. and for bringing awesome. this to people. That's amazing. So yeah, that's my next. That's amazing. <laughs> awesome. So, Hey Lauren, man, I'll tell you, we could go on and on and on. <laughs> and, and so, uh, thank you so much for being a part of the podcast today. Oh, it's it's been an honor, me. pleasure having you here in the studio. And I'm sure our guests are going to want to uh, find out more about your books. Mm-hmm. So what are the name of the children's books? It's a series. Yes. Right? Yeah. Um, the, the entire, the encompassing name is the books of the gardener. And, uh, the first three of the books of Boone, Boone, the ordinary, Boone, the sanctified and Boone, the forgotten. And the second series, my new series, which is going really well because it has like a steampunk flair with all the goggles and the top hats, um, are the books of Orlo. And I have Orlo the Created and Orlo the Burden just released this past December. So yeah, and they're available at Amazon. Good deal. Now, where can where can our listeners right now go to find more information about you and connect with you? Sure. Um, They can go to my website, which is laurenhbrandenburg.com. Can you spell that for them? Yes. It's L-A-U-R-E-N-H. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-B-U-R-G.com. And um, I have more of my story on there, specific conversations that I had with the Lord during our times of... um of need and our trials and um, even some of my responses to the Lord during that time. So yeah, check that out. Leave me a comment and I'd love to chat. 
Awesome. Thank you once again, Lauren. It's been a pleasure having you. Hey, guys, thank you for tuning in to, the, to today's podcast. I'm sure you were greatly uh, inspired by her story. And I want to encourage you, go to her website, find out more information about her, her children's books, and uh, be on the lookout for her announcement of her new book that's mm-hmm. going to be coming out. And so we want to get that to you guys as well. And always thank you uh, for just uh, being, once again, a faithful listener, a subscriber to the podcast and always remember it's never too late to make your next days your best day you've been listening to the next steps to better days podcast with your next step coach adonis Lindsay. for additional resources or coaching please visit adonis